Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford here on Small Business IT Radio. Hey, we got a special uh, broadcast today, a little out of the ordinary. Normally, we're on at Friday afternoons or Friday mornings, depending on where you are in the country. Uh, noon on the East Coast. That'll be 9 a.m. on the, uh, the West Coast Fridays for Small Business IT Radio. But hey, we got a special one today. And you know what? It's on the internet, so we can make any schedule that we want. So we've, we decided to have one right now. And we're going to talk about virtualization for the next 60 minutes or so. And we're going to be joined by uh, Dave Sobel from Evolve Technologies out of uh, the D.C. area. And Dave uh, has become a rising star in the whole virtualization. Well, he's always been a star in, our, in a lot of people's eyes, but a new upcoming bright star in the whole virtualization world and really taking virtualization, the ball of virtualization, and, and running with it uh, for the SMB community. So, and Dave's an old vet of this show. He's been on a few times. We talked about some Mac stuff and some other things in the past. So, Dave, uh, welcome. Good afternoon to you. How are things in D.C. these days? Oh, well, thanks for having me again, Stuart. You, uh, you flatter me. Things are nice in D.C. We're hitting that, that time of the year that I love when the, the, the leaves start to change colors and it's actually a very comfortable temperature. So I'm, uh, I will admit to being, while, while I'm excited about SMB Nation on the weekend, I, I wish it, part of me wishes to stay home for the nice weather. Well, that's right. Then we've got SMB Nation coming up, so a little plug for SMB Nation uh, this weekend in Seattle. Uh, Friday night late till, till Monday sometime. Uh, we're getting together, SMBNation.com for more information. If you haven't registered yet, I think there may be a few spots left. I'm not 100% sure. But Dave will be uh, there. I'll be there, and a few others will be uh, uh, there as leaders in the community. So come on out and check it out, SMBNation.com, and uh, there's a little plug for Harry. I'm sure he'll be happy to, uh, to get that. So, Absolutely. Dave, you know, you know you're, uh, before we get into virtualization, I just have to talk to you because, you know, you've been in D.C., What's the pulse like there right now? You're hearing all kinds of stuff on CNBC and uh, and Bloomberg Radio. What's really going on there? Is it everywhere around with chickens with their heads cut off these days? Well, you know, it's it's funny. I was talking with somebody uh, somebody this morning from Emerson Power, and and I was was we were they were asked the same thing. You know, are you right in the middle of it? And I sort of laughed and I said, Yeah, we're always right in the middle of it. Um, and and this is sort of what happens in this town on a pretty regular basis. There's generally always something on the hill and something always going on. Um, so there's, I mean, there's certainly a lot of buzz and people talking about it. But at the same time, this is the business of politics, and, and there's generally something going on on the Hill that keeps everybody busy. Um, there's kind of two big communities here in the Washington area. There's the, the community around the, uh, the lobbying and the government aspect of things. And then there's the technology community, because there is quite a, uh, I mean, we're, we're actually comparable with Silicon Valley with that number of, of jobs. So there's sort of two communities, and they overlap a lot. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, there's certainly a lot of buzz, but again, there's an element of, yeah, and, and there's a lot of work to be done, and this is what happens here in Washington. Well, you know, I just had, I just had to ask because you know, you hear all these stuff, all this stuff on the radio, and you know, you just gotta get the pulse from the guy at the feet on the street in the trenches there. So thanks for that quick update, anyways. And uh, let's get on, let's get into the topic at hand. We're gonna talk about virtualization today. Now, uh, Dave, you really taking this virtualization ball and and running with it. What what excites you about virtualization today? Well, I mean, virtualization for me is, is I mean, I think it's a, a really, it's a technology that's seen its time again. What's really cool about virtualization for me is, I mean, this is not a new technology. Virtualization as a technology has been around for 30-some years since the mainframe days. It's only now seeing a resurgence based on, you know, the, the fact that chips and processors and, and disks and such have pulled so much farther ahead from the from the what we need in a day-to-day in -day operational perspective, and additionally, they've seen their their need based on the 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 problem of one application, one server. And what I mean by that is, is it is long for as 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 long as we've been doing client server, I, I would look at the direction has been you know you dedicate a server to a particular application. I mean, I'm sure Stuart, you're you're quite used to that mantra, right? Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, well, what this means is, is that we've ended up with tons and tons of servers. <laughs> Every time you're de deploying another application, you deploy one more server. And you end up with a ton of these things all, all around everywhere. And enterprise in particular, the enterprise businesses and large mid-market customers have really figured out that this is kind of wasteful because you end up with these computers, particularly now the servers, are so underutilized 
as to sit idle at times. This is very expensive from a hardware perspective, from a maintenance perspective, particularly with energy being as, as much a concern as it is now. It's very expensive from a power perspective. The cooling and the cooling costs are very expensive. And when you know, you're running this where, with a system that's running very idle, this makes people take another look and say, well, what can we do to make this problem better? And virtualization is, is that. It, it is the, se you know, the separation of hardware from software or application from operating system. Um, I like to, to use the analogy of wrapping things in a bubble. What virtualization does is it lets us take something and wrap it in a bubble, and that becomes a very portable and flexible bubble that we can move around. And whether or not you're wrapping an operating system up in it or an application or a desktop or, or whatever it is, that active virtualization makes it such that you can move this thing around. And this has become a big deal for enterprise because now they're able to, to take these servers, still have single server installations, yet multiple of them on a single piece of physical hardware. So our, our enterprise colleagues are, are quite abuzz by the fact that they can take you know, what used to be 16 servers or 12 servers or 20 servers and bring them down to one or two and actually see you know, high utilization of their hardware, efficient use of their hardware, an easy set of backups, and, and see some real, real gains by consolidating this all down together. Now the inevitable... Now, you've got, you got, got a book coming out here, uh, uh, Virtualization Defined. Uh, coming up very soon, I do believe, and you have some, uh, you've done a few seminars and, and things wrapped around the whole concept of your book and DVDs and stuff. Give us a quick overview of, uh, of the book and the DVDs and all that other stuff you've got going on around what you're trying to get out with virtualization. Well, sure. The, the, I mean, and the problem here is that everything that I've just talked about is enterprise-focused that everything that we're talking about here is, is focused on big companies. And so typically, the, and, and we, we see this also with the virtualization vendors. If you, if you talk to VMware, if you talk to, um, you, know, you talk to Microsoft, they have this real sense that, of, of working with these large companies and have not necessarily translated these concepts down into something that, that makes sense for those of us who are working in the SMB. And what, I, what I've done is what I've attempted to do is say, look, you know, these, are, these are concepts and these are techniques and technologies that we should be looking at for our SMB customers. The technologies are just as useful. The value proposition is just described differently. And you're not looking at doing a 12 to 1 consolidation. That doesn't resonate. Our customers are not interested, don't have the problem of, 20, 30, 40, 50 servers all running in a, in a massive IT budget. But they do have other concerns that can be solved for the use of virtualization. A couple of those that I like to talk about is the, is the, the first one is, is disaster recovery. The use of virtualization in a, in a small business environment allows you to recover a server much more elegantly, quickly, and efficiently than you could before. Because you're storing a server as just a file on a file system, you can do a much more robust backup, and you can restore it to dissimilar hardware very quickly, very efficiently. That makes this thing very portable, and you can even just keep a copy of your server in a very low-tech method, put it on a USB disk, and put it in a safety deposit box. You've got a complete version of your server ready to go. That's one use for it that's very compelling. Another thing that we like to talk about is, is this concept of legacy consolidation. It's related to the idea of server consolidation in that you look at taking, taking an older server, moving it to a newer one, but potentially doing it without actually having to make any changes. You can image a server and restore that image back into a virtual machine and then run that legacy server on newer hardware potentially with your new installation server. If you're looking at an SBS 2008 installation, you might run that older line of business application on the new hardware. You're going to be buying big, nice new hardware anyway to support SBS 2008. Why not decommission some of the older boxes and leverage virtualization to do that? So what I've been trying to do with, with the material that I've been putting out is helping small business consultants understand what the value proposition is to them and their business and to their customers. 
So I've got the, a book coming out in October, which is uh, available on uh, at evolvetech.com slash book for presale, um, where you can actually, you know, where, where we'll be writing this all up, giving you a lot of the sales and, and marketing and technique approach on how this works. And the other thing that I found is, is really this is a, a complicated topic and is one that, that you need to become educated on. So I'm also focused on putting out material that, that's educational folks from a lecture perspective. It's hard to go to all of these conferences and see people speak and, and see things that are going on. So for example, I'm going to SME Nation, but not everyone's able to come and see me speak. So I've actually been put, I'm putting out, and it will release at SMB Nation, I'm putting out a DVD where you can actually attend virtually in your office, watch the presentation that Carl Polichuk and I did at MSP Revolution about managing, deploying virtual environments and making money on solutions with a, you know, a four-hour DVD set. You'll actually get to watch the presentation. The slides are intermixed with the conversation. You get all the links, and you can do it from your own office. Um, we actually also have, been, have included the CD audio of that so you can listen to it in your car because we wanted to make sure that if you're not able to attend these things, you have an opportunity to, uh, to get this education on your own terms. That's, and that sounds uh, all great stuff, Dave. So I just want to let everybody know that we do have the phone lines open at area code 646-716-8372. And the chat window is open uh, at uh, blogtalkradio.com if you want to come on and ask us a question in the, in the chat window. So, Dave, what's the opportunity here to uh, small business IT professionals? I mean, you, men you mentioned a lot of stuff there in, in the preamble here, but what is, you know, you talk about disaster recovery as being one, which I totally agree, of, agree with. You know, the whole green computing initiative as well is another thing. But when it comes down to dollars, what's the, what's the model look like for uh, small business IT pros here? Well, I think there's a couple of different ways that, that you can approach And let's, let's talk about it. What's the opportunity for the small business consultant? And then let's also talk about what the value is for the customer. Um, you know, because we've, we've got to make sure that everybody is, is getting the 100% win out of doing the work. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so the, the first piece is, is you know, what, what's, what's the opportunity for a small business consultant? Well, I, I think virtualization technologies is something that you bake into your core infrastructure service. Just like you look at becoming an expert in small business server and deploy it, and you don't necessarily go to customers and say, this is why you should buy SBS. You go and say, these are the things that the technology will do for you. I think virtualization fits in exactly the same realm, is that this is a core technology. You don't go to a customer and say, I want to sell you a virtualization project. What you go in and say is, we're, we're experts in a particular technique that allows you to deliver your, you know, run your infrastructure in a much more dynamic and flexible way, and here's what you're going to get for it. And I think that, you know, th there's a couple of pieces that you can do. I think that the first piece is obviously there's the opportunity for installation services. I mean, I think that there are, you know, when you, when you do work and set up a, a virtualization opportunity, you know, you're going to invest in setting that environment up correctly, and that, that's going to be part of the project work. But one of some of the other things that it allows you to do is it allows you to save customers money down the road to invest in other IT-based projects, ones that are potentially significantly more, uh, more valuable. For example, if you've virtualized a server and you decide down the road that you want to go ahead and you want to go ahead and do it, migrate them to new hardware, that becomes very, very simple in a virtualized environment you can justify a new hardware purchase very easily if all that's involved is moving a virtualized server from one server to another and starting it back up. Now, you know, I, I hear the screams from the IT consultant saying, but that's good money. There's good money in IT in migration projects. And I will turn and go, you're right, but there's better opportunity in taking that money that you would have done in a pure migration project and selling them other technologies. Well, Dave, here, let, me let me interrupt you here on this because I, I, I feel, I hear where you're coming from with this. Is This is something where we can get away from charging regular rates and actually charge more senior technical rates because I don't think a lot of people understand all the concepts of virtualization. You could get away with this today uh, from your business and become that specialist now instead of being a generalist. Is well, I agree. And, I, going I, with this? And, you, and you're right. And, and I'm actually going in two different ways. Um, so I think, I think if, if you're, you're exactly right to say by becoming an expert in a technology like this now, you can charge premium rates. 
you can do your implementations at a premium rate because you have a level of expertise that isn't there in in your competitors and you're enabled you know you're in those your customers are investing in a technology that's going to drive their business down the road and, and you're exactly right to say you can charge premium rates for that I also think that the other thing to look at is is that by by them investing in an infrastructure like that you are able to take them to the to the next level and do other kinds of projects with them be able to do unified communication projects and do um, you know more, more advanced communications projects and do SharePoint projects and make their environment support all of that in a much more simplistic and easy way because they've got the dynamic infrastructure to do it. Follow me so far? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No problem. That's uh, it's all making sense, Dave. I mean, I'm a big fan of virtualization, and I definitely. Uh, as Eric Simpson and I kind of jokingly said sometimes, we can smell the opportunity here. <laughs> Absolutely. But sometimes people look at it and go, you know, uh, you get a lot of pushback sometimes saying, well, you know, why, why not just continue to do it the, the same way? And I, I always look and say, well, you're right. You know, we used to do a lot of things the old-fashioned way. Um, but new technologies do come along, and, or in this case, you know, they reinvent themselves, and they have new approaches to the way you can implement them. So I think this is one of those areas where this is an emerging technology. Our, our you know, cousins and, and brethren up in the enterprise and mid-market have really started to master this. And I think the technology is finding its place in, in the S&B as well. So what about like, our small business servers, David? Can we virtualize that type of environment? Uh, you can actually. Um, there's there's a, a lot of specific material that I, I've been involved with creation as well as some stuff from Microsoft on specifically what's supported in SBS. And so let's I'll go a little bit over what's both in SBS and EBS. Um, both products are supported fully virtualized. So you can actually, you know, if you choose for for SBS 2008 and for EBS 2008, you can run both of them in a complete virtualized environment. Run all the servers virtual and and do it in, in, in various configurations. Now there are some scenarios that are not supported. Let's talking about SBS, for example. You can't use SBS itself and add, for example, the Hyper-V role and then run other servers on top of that. That's not not supported. So there are certain configurations that aren't. But if you wanted to run the first and second server both as virtual servers with a host beneath them, completely supported. There are certain things that are also not supported, such as the fax service is not going to be supported in a virtualized environment. So you're going to want to obviously examine your own deployment, make sure that it's supported as in what you need. But you can certainly consider these as, as ways to do it. Licensing is, of course, is, is something that is always uh, to take into consideration. And I always have to say, because I am legally bound to do so, that I'm not a licensing expert. Um, but you know, when you when you examine that, you actually can use the second license in SBS 2008 Premium and use that as your host server. So you can leverage that, make that attached to the raw hardware, run SBS as a virtual machine on top of that. And additionally, that second license does entitle you to the one plus one licensing, so you can get your second server virtualized as well. Oh, that's that's, that's pretty that's pretty cool stuff. So, Dave, we got Hyper-V, we got uh, VMware, and probably a few other smaller players out there. What are the, what's the distinct advantages over something Hyper-V and, and uh, VMware? Is there any major differences that, as IT pros, we should be aware of? Well, there are, and, and the, the feature set on both of the products are, are different. And this is an exciting space because the product line has really changed very fast. <laughs> and if you'd asked me just a month ago about it, there would be one less Microsoft product to talk about. Um, because, for example, on the Microsoft side, you know, there is this Hyper-V is their actual hypervisor product, and it's available as part of Windows Server, all of the Windows Server 2008 flavors. There's also always been, as part of Server 2008, there's Server Core, which is the stripped-down command line-only implementation, which does support the Hyper-V role. But Microsoft actually, on September 8th, also announced the existence of, of Hyper-V Server 2008, which is a, actually, you can think of it as the hypervisor with no windows. And the hypervisor, of course, is the piece that allows all the virtualization magic to happen. 
So you actually can run just the hypervisor without even having Windows involved. So they're so actually that, that's three, like a EFX server from VMware, same type of it, it is. It's exactly like that. Um, so it fits kind of nicely into the exact same space, and it will be available as a free download. And we're uh, we're actually expecting it any day. So if you're listening to this on a uh, on a recording, it's probably out. So. That Microsoft has its set of, of virtualization products. Of course, on the other side is, is VMware, who have their you know, ESX, ESXi, and, and upwards from there. Um, both platforms have a, a series of management technologies that go along with it. And so what I always advise people to do is, is not only to – the hypervisor alone is not the total solution. As an IT professional, you're going to need to look at the management tools that wrap around it and ensure that you have all of the pieces that, that work with what you need to do. For example, Microsoft supports the, what they call live migration, um, which is their, the ability to move one server to another, from one physical box to another physical box with, as is described, a momentary moment of downtime. Um, they essentially are able to pause the server and then move it to another device. VMware has their, their vMotion product, which actually allows for a virtual machine to be moved from one server to another with no downtime. It actually can move it from, uh, from one physical box to another physical box, memory and everything, with no downtime at all. Of course, that's available in the, uh, the more premium versions of the VMware stack. And as an IT professional, your value in, in working with these products is analyzing what the customer's needs are and matching them to the right product set. Um, I always generally make the argument that in most of our SMB instances, you know, we're not looking for that five nines of uptime, particularly when you measure it against cost. Um, most of our customers, and Stuart, if you disagree, please let me know, but most of our customers are not actually willing to pay for five nines of uptime. They're interested in high availability, but not quite that level of high availability. So when you're comparing vMotion with, uh, with live migration, a momentary you know, measured in, in a second to five second time frame, they're quite comfortable with that. And when it comes yeah, with a I would agree with you, Dave, that most of them, are, most of them can handle uh, a slight bit of downtime. Right. And so that, you know, that, that factors into the cost analysis. Um, and then again, you also need to make sure that, that your own techs, if, if you're looking at this as an SMB consultant, not only your technical staff, but all of your toolkit have to interface with all of these products. So, you know, for example, if, you, if you're a Microsoft shop and you have deep expertise in Microsoft and you haven't experimented with, with VMware, you don't have any training on that side, it might be easier to engage on the Microsoft side. However, if you are, a, you know, if you, your op operation has background working with other vendors and, and working with things like, for example, maybe Cisco, you may feel more, more comfortable working with VMware directly and training your people there. Additionally, you're going to need to consider your management platforms. All of the stuff and systems and processes that go into running your business have to be virtualization aware in order for this all to work. And so that's another factor that you're going to need to, to take into consideration as you examine where you're going to go with your virtualization. So, Dave, is there anything that you would recommend not to put in a virtualized environment? Well, the, the, the ones that I always look at saying you, you definitely want to shy away from is anything that requires direct access to the hardware is not appropriate for, uh, for virtualization. The two immediately obvious kind of examples that I like to talk about here are some voice over IP solutions just do not lend themselves well to a virtualized environment. The reason is, is that they actually – the, the um, Voice over IP software needs direct access to the hardware in order to make timing decisions. You know, voice traffic is a uh, pretty real-time activity. And if you're separating the software from the hardware, it's not able to work in real-time against that hardware and, and manage the voice. Um, I can tell you from some lab experiments, we've had some uh, really interesting audio quality by running <laughs> VoIP systems through virtualization. It doesn't sound very good. Um, so that's one area where if, if you need direct access to the hardware, that's not going to be a great match. Additionally, you know, for example, the, the fax service and SBS. If you need, a, again, a piece of software that needs direct access to the hardware, that may not be appropriate for a virtualized environment. 
Um, the final sort of category is, is you're going to definitely need it to look at your line of business applications and see if they're supported. Um, it's great timing. I'm actually in the process of writing an article for the blog about how you work with vendors that say they don't support virtualization. And I, I tend to find it falls into two categories. There's the ones that haven't bothered trying, and there's the ones that, that have and have a legitimate reason for that. Um, and I like to push back on my vendors that haven't bothered trying things and saying, well, why not? Why is it on your roadmap, and why isn't it on your roadmap? And working with them to understand really the value to the end customer. So those are kind of some examples of things that just are not appropriate for virtualization. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely encourage people to say, you know, this is a technology that you want to look at, but, you know, like with all things with a hammer, not everything is a nail. Um, so you're not necessarily going to want to put virtualization in every place in every environment. I don't think that's the approach. Um, I tend to take the approach that we like to virtualize unless there's a reason not to. Um, but that's also true for our server deployments, not for our desktop deployments. You have to, to make the decision uh, you know, for your own business what makes the most sense. So, Dave, I was reading on your blog once, and this goes back a little while, about a debate between uh, VMware and Microsoft and which one's a cheaper solution. I think at the end of the day, one, you're always going to have that battle back and forth of who's the, the most cost effective. Uh, but there is the best fit for the client. Uh, and, you know, we've kind of talked about, touched on some of those highlights there. You know, Hyper-V built into Windows 2000 and 2008 server if you get the Hyper-V add-on, which you can't, from my understanding, you can't add on later if you don't buy it with Hyper-V. But is there a real, you know, is there one product that's cheaper than the other, you know, if you just want somebody who wants to get into a, you know, virtualization for the first time? Well, I mean, the, the, uh, the funny thing about virtualization and its cost is, and I, I did a long blog post on this because there was quite an interesting debate between one of the VMware engineers and another writer and, and myself on sort of which is the cheaper one. Um, the, the hypervisors themselves, the base virtualization technology, is essentially free from everybody. <laughs> if you go to Mi Microsoft, it makes available their Hyper-V Hyper is available as a free download to add on to Windows. VMware has their products that are available. You can go download Virtual PC from Microsoft for free. VMware has a player product that is available for free. Um, there's lots of ways to get the base hypervisor free. That really isn't the, isn't the concern. The cost generally comes in management technologies on top of that. Um, and the cost is very different depending on what your needs are. You know, Microsoft has a bunch of different ways of, of managing their environment. So does VMware. They have different packages. The costs are never quite comparable unless you're talking about a specific configuration. So the, the fun of the debate was that we were able to all run slightly different configurations and come up with a different winner based on, on what the price was on that configuration. I t tell anybody who's interested in getting involved with virtualization, really the easy, you want to go try it. If you've never done it before, go to Microsoft.com and download the Virtual PC product. Virtual PC is, is intended for desktop use. It has a very elegant little GUI that allows you to configure virtual machines on your desktop. You're able to get things set up very easily, and you can run a, a, window, a, machine, a Windows machine within your Windows machine. And it can be a server operating system. It can be a desktop operating system. You can build a very simple test environment in just a few moments, just a few steps and setups. Um, and that, that will really give you a sense of how simple basic virtualization is and get you started on working with it. So is that like the soft grid? Is that the same thing? It's not, actually. So SoftGrid, actually, and, and again, your timing is impeccable. Um, it was just announced today that SoftGrid has been renamed again. SoftGrid was renamed to Application Virtualization when Microsoft brought it under their tool stack. And as of this morning, they have renamed it to AppV, um, which goes along with their Hyper-V product. So Application Virtualization is very similar to what we've been talking about when I was alluding to server virtualization and desktop virtualization. So I like to look at the world and say there are four kinds of virtualization. The first is the one that we talk about most often, and that's server virtualization. Server virtualization is the idea of separating the hardware from the software. Where the software runs, it is a server environment. So you're running small business server in a virtual machine. That's server virtualization. 
Desktop virtualization is the next step to that, where you're taking a desktop environment and you're running it virtualized. So a virtualized Vista, a virtualized Windows XP, that would be desktop virtualization. It's got a cousin that we like to talk about as a virtual desktop infrastructure, or VDI, where you're running your desktops in, for example, a data center environment. That generally is what we talk about when we think about VDI. The third category is presentation virtualization. And this has been more commonly thought of as terminal server. And what we're doing is we're separating the display from the, um, from the actual hardware, so you, where you're getting your display of these systems separate from where they're running. And then finally, this long-winded way of bringing it around, is application virtualization. And if you go back to my concept of, of wrapping things in bubbles, what we're doing is, is we're taking an application that you run, say it as simple as Internet Explorer, or you're running QuickBooks, or you're running an, uh, Word, one of the, any of these applications, and we're wrapping a nice bubble around it. And we're not installing anything on the, base, on the base system. We're simply delivering that application to you for when you need it. That's what AppV provides, is, is a mechanism of de deploying an application without installing it. So it's different, and it, it runs in a, in a virtualized bubble. Not everything is compatible with it. This is a newer, newer technology that, that's coming up on its, its way up. Um, but I actually see as we continue to move forward, AppV and, and some of the other application virtualization solutions are really going to make things quite elegant. Because imagine an environment where you can pull applications off the shelf and run them only when you need them. Nothing's left behind on the machine. There's no installation to do. If you need to do an upgrade, you simply upgrade the bubble and then deploy the new bubbles every time you need them. I think there's going to be something really powerful with that. So we got a question, Dave, from the, uh, the chat window on blogtalkradio.com. Uh, one of our listeners uh, wants to know if there's any potential licensing issues uh, from virtualization that our clients need to be aware of. Ah, ah, the licensing question. Yes, there absolutely is license, are licensing issues. Um, and in fact, the, the, there's a general rule of thumb, and it doesn't apply in all circumstances. But anywhere that you need, any, in any circumstance where you would need a license physically, you also need a license virtually. So if you're going to install, you know, if you're, you need to cover all of your Windows installations, for example, by having one available. So OEM licensing is not generally appropriate for doing virtualization. You're going to need to be looking at something like an open license in order to make sure you're covered on that front. So Microsoft has some really great uh, resources around licensing and, and a white paper on it, and I will make sure to, uh, to blog about that this evening so that there's a specific link on my blog at, at evolvetech.com slash blog. Um, Microsoft has put out a series of white papers on exactly how you, you license the various environments based on, on what's coming out. Um, and it's, it's important to check on that. You know, obviously, if you're listening to this as a recording, Microsoft does make tweaks to their licensing around virtualization every time. Um, you know, the new releases come out, and they've been adjusting things as the technology continues to progress. But if you go by the general rule of thumb of you've got to have a valid license for anywhere that you run something virtualized, you're generally going to be within bounds. Um, but you'll want to double check your specific circumstances to make sure you're covered. But licensing is a concern, and it's something that you need to think about. Well, that, you know, and licensing is always something you need to keep in mind. I do like the idea, Dave, that uh, the OEMs are not in, not in play here because I'm not I'm not a big fan of uh, of OEM software. To me, I mean. From a disaster recovery and all that, it doesn't play well uh, into uh, even our own service offering on physical servers, let alone virtual servers. Yeah, Dave, we have a, we have, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. I was going to say you're, you're exactly right. I mean, the OEM stuff. I mean, it has its place, but it certainly makes things much more complicated. It makes license management much more complicated when you actually look at moving things around. If your license is OEM and it's bound to a particular piece of hardware well, then you can't virtualize it and move it elsewhere because it's bound to that particular piece of hardware. So I, I'm with you. If you're looking at a virtual environment, you're going to want to be looking at some level of an, an open agreement. Absolutely. We have a, we have a caller joining us, uh, Dave. Uh, who's the caller that's uh, on the air today? We had somebody on the chat window wanted to come on board, and I don't think he's there now. It's, uh, is there a caller there for us? Well, maybe we'll pick him up later, uh, Dave. Okay, so, uh, sounds good. 
Uh, actually, we may have another one here. Too, another one. Yeah, so is there a caller there for us? Uh, somebody with, with a question for Dave? No, maybe they're listening. Uh, hello? Listening online there. Oh, yeah, hello. Are you there? Go ahead. Well, I thought there was somebody there, Dave, but uh, let's oh. see. Uh, let me try one more time see if I can connect the call here. Is there a caller who uh, wants a question for Dave? Yes. Yes, go ahead. Who's your, who, what, who's your name and where you, uh, what's your name and where you're calling from? I'm calling from Patterson. Yes, and what's your name, sorry? Experto. Yes, how are you today? I'm doing fine. You have a, you have a question for Dave? Yeah, I, I have a question for Dave. Who do you think is going to win, Barack Obama or John McCain, and, and why? Okay, you get the question one more time, or is that, you're breaking up just Who's going to be the, the next president? Who, who do you think is going to be the next president? Who do I think oh, I is going to be the next president? I don't think that's relevant to virtualization, eh? You know, I may I may be in Washington, but I I think my crystal ball on that one is not quite as good as other people's. So anyway, Dave, let's get back on let's get back on topic here. Uh, so um, the um, the whole world of virtualization, we got it today where we got Hyper V and VMware, and we talked about some of the desktop virtualization, application virtualization. We had Terminal Server and Citrix around for a long, long time. David and there's certainly opinion. still there's certainly still players uh, because obviously Citrix has a, a virtualization platform as well. There's Zen platform that's yeah. available both in Zen, you know, Zen Server and Zen Desktop and Zen App. So there's certainly a player in this space as well. Yeah, and exactly, um, you know, we got all those. What, what do you see, Dave, uh, coming forward down the pipe? You know, if you look two, three, five years out, do you do you have anything that you can foresee coming in the virtualized world that? You know, IT professionals today could start preparing for. Well, I mean, I, some of the things that I, I see coming from a uh, from a, a perspective is something to start thinking about necessarily than than preparing. The reason I'm encouraging people to look at virtualization is is what's happening is is you can see you can see it both from VMware and you can see it from Microsoft as they continue to make these hypervisors smaller and smaller and smaller and live directly against the hardware. With both Microsoft and VMware releasing you know, virtualization only you know, pieces, both the, the Hyper-V server and the ESXi server. I, I will ask you, picture a world where your machine comes, and instead of necessarily having an operating system loaded on it, it has a hypervisor loaded on it. And then from there, you load, the virtual, you, know, you load your operating system onto that hypervisor. It allows that machine to be much more portable. I think the idea to start getting people to think about is, is what can you do with these portable environments? If you can move from one desktop to another simply by copying a file, that makes all your disaster recovery and your management of these systems change dramatically. Another thing to start thinking about is, is you know, we all talk about the concept of cloud computing. Um, and I know, Stuart, you know, we've talked about this as well. You know, what happens in a world where everything lives in the cloud? Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Well, what I, if, what I, if I think, that... I think you're, wait, Dave, you were, were you listening to Arnie Bellini lately? <laughs> I have listened to Arnie on this one. And, and there's an, a, a lot of things that Arnie's very, very dead on with. Exactly, um, yep. Think about an environment where, you know, say you're doing server installations now. What if you can move those servers in and out of the cloud? If they're virtual, if they're virtual things, if they're you know a, a file rather than a piece of hardware, you can move it in and out of the cloud more at your whim. And I think that's that's some of where the power of this, and, and where I look at it and say, you know, people are are very afraid of the idea of going to the cloud. But what if you can control that? What if you by by virtualizing servers now, and a customer says, you know, Dave, I want one of my, I don't want to have these servers anymore. And you go, no problem. I'm going to just pick up your server and I'm going to put it in the cloud for you, and I'll manage it. And I'll take care of the whole thing. Oh, and you don't like that anymore? A new line of business application requires that back in your environment? Well, that's okay. I'll take it out of the cloud, and I'll put it back for you. I think that power is really going to be delivered by virtualization, and that's why you know, from, from, you know, I've taken up the mantle a little bit to say, you know, S&B consultants, I think you want to start thinking about this. 
because this could be your answer for how you manage this answer down the road. If you've got a, a hosting partner or you decide to do it yourself, you could actually do a lot of this portability in a, you know, in a vision of the future down the road. So there's lots of things, Dave, coming up here. And uh, I'm going to open up the phone lines one more time, and I'm hoping it's a uh, virtualization-related question this time. Is there a caller on from the 718 area code? Hello. What you say? Well, Dave, I don't know what's happening out there today, but uh, you know, it, 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 with the, the way the world is going right now, and everyone's screaming that the world is falling around, the financial world is falling around upon us. We shouldn't be surprised when the phones are amusing today. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we didn't know that Small Business IT Radio was a comedy show, did we? Uh, well, you know, I, I always anyone who's come and see me talk on these kinds of things, I always try and be amusing when I get together. Well, exactly, exactly. So, Dave, in the last few, uh, you know, we have about 20 minutes or so left. Uh, let's let's touch base on your book here. We haven't had real time to to talk about the book. We kind of touched on it. Why, as an IT pro, should I go out and spend uh, our hard-earned dollars on getting this book? What am, what's the, what's the benefit that I'm going to get as a as a business uh, owner or or a technician with feet on the street. Well, sure. I mean, and that's a that's a very valid question because I think anybody who's running an IT business, you know, you should be looking at what you're spending your money on. So what I'm what I put together is a set of of material that really helps you understand each of these various components. You know, obviously, I talked about it in a, in a each of the types of virtualization kind of briefly, but I go into each one in much more detail. Give you diagrams and layouts and talk about how it works, go into a much more in-depth analysis of some of the products that are available, some of the ways that you sell these solutions, how you overcome some of the objections to dealing with them, to talking to customers and what, where it makes sense, how you do, how you package your solutions. We talk about how to price your solutions, how you should get a sense of you know, what, how you should price these solutions. So we, I go into a lot of, of detail on each of those various areas to help a SMB consultant who's exploring virtualization as a new area for them to get into understand all of the basics that they need to know in order to, to work on the solution investigate it and work on it. I'm not I'm not saying that you know I don't I'm not providing all the material to specifically tell you exactly how to click by click deploy SBS 2008 in a virtual environment. That's not what the book is about because frankly you can get that from Microsoft. But if you don't understand why you'd want to do this and what the benefits are and how you talk to a customer about it and how you sell that solution and how you price it, it doesn't matter if you know how to do it. And so that's the kind of content that I'm putting out, and that's what the book is all about, is putting that kind of, of information out so you can truly take a look at this technology and say, I understand it. I know why I would use it. I know what my benefits are to the customer. I know how I build a practice around it, and I know how I go forth and sell it and price it. So it's definitely a sales type book uh, or you know, delivery of the solution book, not a, not a technical know-how. I think it's a little bit, I mean, I, I like to think it's a little bit of both because I go into, I definitely go into the technical theory and the technical description of why things are done and how things are done, but I'm not necessarily going to walk you through click by click how to, again, how to install SBS 2008 virtualized or how to install EBS 2008 virtualized. But because, again, you can get that material from TechNet. Now, I am going to definitely give you all the resources to know where that material is. But this material is around how do I put together my virtualization practice? What do I need to know in order to understand the challenges of doing this, to analyze what the right platform is for me, what the right solutions are, how I should talk to my customers about it? That's really where the value is. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm starting to get the picture of here. And obviously, we got the the book. Now, when is it going to be released, Dave? It's releasing in October. Um, you know, so I, I actually don't have a specific day in October, but it will actually happen within the month of October. And how can we? It's available on pre. Uh, you can pre-buy it today, right? You can pre-buy it today. Um, actually, we so that that's available at evolvetech.com/book. Um, there's a, a description of all the material that's going to be within it, and and some uh, a link to to order it online. So here's another totally unrelated question since we're you know we're bombarded with questions from that are from politics to the economy and virtualization. 
Dave, you know, I, you're, one of the, you're one of the guys like I said mentioned earlier that you know that I look up to in this in this world as a as a friend and a colleague and a mentor of some sort. Um, Dave, what, where do you find time to write books on virtualization, blog on virtualization, and then also run a successful IT consulting business in the DC area? What's your <laughs> What's your secret? You know, I th- thank you for thank you for that, Stuart, because I I really I, I feel the same much the same way about you and this kind of stuff. Um, I, you know, I, I think there's an element of good time management. Um, I mean, I, I make sure that each, each, each day I am looking at what needs to get accomplished both today, this week, and this month, and laying out really what's important and what's not. Um, the other thing that I, I've been, as, as a couple to that, is, is I, I take the things that are, are, are what's not, and I make sure they're delegated correctly. Um, so, for example, you know, I, I, I do run an IT services firm. I make sure that I have the right people in place worrying about of the things that I'm not worrying about. You know, so that they're reporting back to me on on our ticket status and our customer statuses and, and and how projects are going, so that I'm not feeling that I have to personally handhold all of those things because I've got good people that are watching that for me and they're they're escalating the things that are appropriate. They've got all the tools necessary to do their jobs. They're empowered to make, you know, make fixes where they need, do things on their own, and report back what's going on. So I think it's really just a matter of, of kind of good time management and good planning. Um, you know, and, and I will also, also say and it, it takes a good support system around you, both you know, professionally and personally. I have a, a, lo- a wonderful, loving wife who, uh, who puts up with a lot of my, uh, my obsessive, compulsive nature on, on getting involved with all of these various things, um, who also helps make sure that I'm on track with the things in my personal life that I'm supposed to be focused on. So I think it's, it's a good support system as well. Well, you know, you and I kind of share that same thing because uh, I look at myself some days and go, "How do I get everything done in one day?" It's 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 remarkable. I agree. You got to have a great support system and a great uh, a great back end to uh, help you help you out. Dave, you know, let's one last plug for your blog and your company and the and the book, and uh, then we'll we'll cut everybody loose for another week and uh, and uh, we'll go forward with uh, whatever else is on there. I know it's coming up on five o'clock on the on the uh, East Coast there, so it's probably time for you to uh, head home unless you're already there in the home office. I'm working from the home office today, so it's, uh, I like to get a little bit of quiet time to do uh, the writing and, and consulting and stuff today, so I had a, a nice bit of time blocked off for that. So what's, what's your blog again, Dave, so people can go check it out? The, the blog is at www.evolvetech.com slash blog. Um, and I, I write not only about virtualization, but some of the other things that we're doing. Um, we've actually, as uh, you've, you've talked to our, our friends in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, um, Ed Becker and I have, uh, have, are taking their lead, and uh, we're actually doing a series of disaster recovery scenario, uh, seminars together for customers here in Washington, D.C. So we're, we're collaborating. He's a fellow HTG member as well. Um, so we're, we we post information about that. That's all on our blog at again at www.evolvetech.com/blog. Um, I have the specific information about the book is at uh, www.evolvetech.com/book. Um, and not only do we have the book coming out, uh, I actually also have the training DVD coming out. And I'm uh, particularly proud of that because our our, fr- our good friend Carl Polichuk and I put that material together ourselves, and we thought it was a neat differentiation spin because we do a lot around project management in the virtual environment. So you learn not only about virtualization, but how to, how to manage virtualization projects and how to deploy solutions for your customers. And that's a, mm-hmm. uh, a two-disc set that we're putting out that actually will release at SMB Nation. So if you're there, I'll have, uh, have copies in hand. So how can, we, uh, how can we find you this weekend, Dave? Any, uh, any special promotion stuff flying around? Um, there'll be uh, you know, the, the book is on pre-sale right now. There'll be uh, you know you can available you can get both of them as a, as a bundle. Uh, you can additionally at SMB Nation we're going to have a uh, a launch bundle that'll uh, make it available to get the the book and the uh, the DVD and you'll be able to go home at SMB Nation with the DVD. So that's there's all that. Um, I also like people like to say well how do I keep up with Dave besides the blog? Um, like you sort I'm a I'm a Twitter so I, you can actually find me on Twitter. You can also find me on Facebook if you're interested in getting a sense of what I'm doing with my time um, and where some of the information is besides the blog. Those are two other you know, opportunities to, to get a sense of what I'm up to. Well, now that baseball season is over, you'll have lots of time to write. 
I do. I was, uh, you know, the, the baseball season did just wrap, and my uh, my Washington Nationals did not even come close to, <laughs> to making the playoffs. Um, and yours, it, yours is finishing up, and, my, and hockey season is just starting. So I'll be I'll be pretty busy for the next seven or eight months of the year. So. You, you will, and I'm I'm hoping my my caps are going to hang in there and make the playoffs again this year. So it, it could be a good good year for both of us. Dave, always a pleasure to have you on and talking to you. Uh, we need to do this more often because it's just great to spend uh, 50 minutes to an hour uh, just chatting with you, like you know, two buddies on the phone. Oh, it is. It is always a lot of fun, and we definitely should do it more often. And uh, we'll see what uh, other interesting kind of calls we can get over the next uh, the next time we do this. Great. Once again, th- th- thanks a lot, Dave. I'll let you uh, get back on your day, and uh, we'll we'll wrap up the special edition of uh, Small Business IT Radio again. A great uh, time with Dave Sobel there talking about virtualization and a few other topics and a few interesting phone calls. Our website is uh, at uh, smallbusinessitradio.com. We've got our whole schedule posted up there for the next few weeks. Just a quick high-level le- high overview of what's, what we got going on. This Friday at noon on the, uh, on the East Coast, we have uh, uh, living in a – oh, sorry. No, that's what we're doing now. I'm getting my, my dates all screwed up. We're, uh, yeah, 10 o'clock Mountain Time, noon on the uh, East Coast. Uh, this Friday we have crack in the top 10%. How do, uh, how do you get in that top 10% of IT firms? You know, if you're looking geographically or nationally or whatever, we're going to be joined by a, f- a few HCG members. We're going to have myself, Steve Riot from Next Tech, Jody Hicks from Ames, Iowa, on, and we're going to chat about uh, cracking the 10%. I think Mike Fafinski Mike from Minneapolis is going to join us as well. We're going to have uh, another show on uh, just dealing with after hours uh, uh, on stuff there, well, after hour support and how do we deal with that kind of stuff. We've got the people from eFolder on October 17th, and we have Jan and uh, Jan Spring from eFolder on. And then we're going to have a special fo- uh, call on the 24th of October around being professional as an SMB consultant. We're going to have Carl Palachuk, Amy Babinchuk, and Phil Elder joining us on that. So that's our, our, our timeline for the month of October. Hard to believe that October is just around the corner. Anyway, this is Stuart Crawford from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, where it is almost 3 o'clock Mountain Time. And got other things to do today, so we're going to wrap up the show. Thanks for uh, thanks for investing your time with us, and we look forward to talking to you again on Friday. Uh, be safe and have a great week. 